Hello and welcome to the Pursuit of Holiness. My name is Medina and I'm a Christian. 1 Peter 1.16 says, Be holy because I am holy. In this podcast, we're going to look at what that means in 2020. Living in a perverse generation, it can be quite difficult to remain a Christian and to remain saved. But I do want to encourage you that with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, it is possible. So this podcast is going to look at the areas within our lives where we can be holy. It's going to look at some of the struggles and it aims to be very, very, very honest. But also giving you a way out through Jesus and looking through the Bible and our testimonies in how we can be holy in this generation. I hope you are blessed and you are edified by this. If you're someone who doesn't necessarily believe in Jesus, I still want to encourage you to listen to it. And you can find out why we're so in love with Jesus as Christians. And I pray that you fall in love with him too. Today we're going to be speaking about serving in church. So I've got two very special people with me. I've got Dance, who is a world-renowned gospel artist. He's literally been around the world um, ministering in the name of Jesus. Dan, say hello. Hi, my name is Dance. And as Medina said, I don't know about this global uh, superstar, but you know, <laughs> yeah, literally, um, I do music as well. So it'd be so humble. All right, I'm joking. And then we also have Nikki, one of my sisters in the faith. Nikki has literally been a rock for this pursuit of holiness and she's given me so much encouragement. So Nikki, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit as well? Yeah, absolutely. Did you want me to start with my testimony? Yeah, sure, you can do it. Wonderful. So yeah, my name's Nikki. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, I came to Christ like five years ago. Um, before coming to Christ, um, I lived quite a reckless lifestyle. Um, so I was involved in like free parties, raving, um, caught up in like unhealthy relationships. Um, I smoked weed from the age of like fourteen to twenty-one. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I left home at like sixteen, so um, I was exposed to quite a lot of stuff at quite a young age. Well. Um, there was a season of my life just before I came to Christ that um, got quite dark um, and, and um, I led to basically dabbling in like spiritualism, new age, oh, um, wow. which I now know, yeah, which I now know is witchcraft, um, but yeah, no, you know, God is so good and, you know, he saw where I was and he rescued me and he saved me and yeah, five years on today, just give glory to God. Amen. Amazing. And you know what? That is so powerful. I think even going into what we're speaking about today, serving, a lot of the times we serve in church because what God has done for us and because what God has brought us through. And I think our testimonies are our testimonies for a reason. God yeah. lets us go through certain things so that when we go come into church, there's a certain, there's certain people that only we can help. Mm, so I think yeah. that's that's amazing. Um, Dan, please can you start us off? What what does service in church mean to you? Even in church, what is that? How does it present itself? Um, 100%. I think for me, um, serving in church is just what church is about. I think um, even Jesus says that the greatest among you shall be your servant. And my Amen. experience of just service, service in church in general is um, I'm an usher. I've been an usher since three months of salvation quite early on, to be fair. And um, um, I'm in music ministry. I do like the banking and like, the gold sheets. Um, I'm involved in events. I'm a follow-up leader. 
and also ministries. Amen, amen. Yeah, so quite a lot. Ministries such as football, which I'm like a captain, etc. So I lead in that respect also. And like service is just what church is about. And God, even as you said, God has given you different gifts. And some of them are from your past. Some of them are more intrinsic. And some of them you, you get whilst being saved. And he gives you those gifts to serve. And if I just speak a bit about my past, I was, you know, yeah, you know, in the streets, you could say I wasn't fully active, but you know, I was surrounded. I grew up in Peckham, and I've definitely used some of those giftings and abilities I've learned from just my environment, whether it's the hood, in church, when it, in terms of you know, in the hood, they discipleship proper, that they disciple proper when it comes yeah. to like younger, this tiny, this, and I definitely came into church and I love discipleship. That was probably one of my favorite aspects. So definitely using the things that are within you. And the things that God gives you to be able to benefit someone else. That's my definition of service. Amen. 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 That's all amazing. And I think, do you know what? Coming to church sometimes, I remember as a new salvation, I actually said to my pastor as well, do you know what? I'm not about all that. I'm here to catch my blessing and bounce. (laughs) And it's a very immature kind of newly saved view of what the church is. And I think sometimes when we serve in church as well, I remember just thinking, why should I give myself to church? Like, are you paying me? (laughs) And you know what? I remember growing now I look at that and I think, well, that was literally so silly because actually serving is not about us. It's not about what we're giving. It's about the fact that this is our home now. This is what I see it. This is our home now. And we have to look after our home. It's not, a hotel as you said Jesus washed people's feet he served he did this and we're supposed to be like Jesus and Mm -hmm. I think even for some new Christians even people in church I think who've been there for a while and we get quite lukewarm we get quite stagnant at certain places and it's really and truly it's like look this is not about us this is about God and everything that God has given us like we've said is to be used for service. I'll give um, <laughs> just an example. So I remember um, when I came to church, I didn't drive. I had severe anxiety of like driving. I remember one of my driving instructors said he was never going to take me again. Wow. Because, so I'm from like originally South London. So I remember <laughs> he took me into, yeah, he took me down a road, I think in Greenwich. And we was on the side road and then we came out, but he didn't tell me he was going to go onto the main road. So I actually covered my eyes when I was there. And then he was like, what are you doing? You cannot close your eyes when you're driving. And then he refused. So when I came to church and I took my drive, I, I said, I'm just going to get a chauffeur. I think I did like five tests before I came to Bedford. The first test um, I did when I was here in church as well, I failed. And then the next test, I remember just praying. I said, God, you know, take this anxiety from me and from then I passed my driving test when I mean it was like I probably shouldn't say this but I actually kissed the um, examiner and then I was like I'm so sorry I was like I'm so sorry and then after that I got given a car and then I literally my first car was bought for me and it was a Mercedes A class and so you know I was gassed and I remember thinking no one is coming into my car <laughs> like this is just me and God very 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 kind of quickly was like you know what this car actually isn't for you it's for you to serve me and I just thought okay wow so I was like do you know what I'll do the lifts that's fine and we're happy doing things when we think we can but what about when it takes us out of our way Mm-mm. when somebody when your house is literally two minutes away and someone's asking you to drop them home which is 45 minutes away oh, cool. and you don't have petrol cool. <laughs> and you're thinking 
money's quite tight right mm. now, but God tells you do it. And I think this is where service comes sure. because this is now doing something, I think, that we don't necessarily want to do. But do you know what? I can testify it. And this is going to sound crazy, but I remember there was a time that I had no petrol and the sister was like, oh, please, can you take me home? And I didn't want to, but God was like, yes, you're going to do it. And literally I went there and, you know, mate, having no petrol is literally faith. Like oh it days. makes you have faith because as you're going up the hill and you're revving, you're like, Jesus, please don't let me break down. Jesus, uh, please don't let me break down. And so what had happened is I was driving and I was literally on red, red. And then uh, believe, like I looked forward, I looked back and my petrol went up. Oh my God. And I was like, what oh my on goodness. earth just happened? Wow. No, and then the person who was in the car as well was, um, I didn't really say that, obviously, I've got no petrol because I didn't want to, I wanted to do it <laughs> from a cheerful heart. I didn't want you to make anyone feel bad. And so then I was just like, oh, oh my days. And they was like, what? I was like, my petrol just went up. And they was like, oh, maybe you just didn't look at it right the first time. I was like, no, no, no. Trust me, I know. The petrol went up. And sometimes when we come to the end of ourselves, and I think when we just give God that, I'm just going to be obedient to you. God will work in ways that we just don't even know. Mm. I remember people have been in my car, broken my car, broken. The, and I just thought, wow. God, I'm giving things to you. And I'm just like, why? Why is this happening? But in it all, I believe when we serve God, that he literally meets our needs. Yeah, and he comes through in ways that we didn't want him to. Mm. Oh, not ways that we didn't want him to. Sorry, ways that we didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone else got any testimonies where they've like literally served and they've not wanted to? They have. I definitely do. To be fair, okay. like, even as you said, yeah, I've never wanted to serve. Like for me, um, as soon as I came in, I wasn't thinking of service. I was just thinking of getting saved, sitting down, warming up a chair. That I, I was my yeah. that was my goal. So it got because I it's not even based on the fact that I was selfish. That wasn't really like my main motivation, but. And just growing mm-hmm. up, I just knew what service was, isn't it? It's not just you doing something, it's the commitment aspect. I knew that if I was to do anything to put my name on it, I want to be responsible, I want to finish it, make yes. sure it's done 100% effort. And I just wasn't, I just didn't want to do that. So I remember I was sitting down and then someone literally had to ask me to be an usher. Like in all my ministries, I've never really asked for it. It was always been someone ushered me into it or literally asked me. And I said, oh, my days, I don't want to do this. Like, honestly, my sister just said, look, why not? You're in church. You're you're serving. You're faithful. And then against my own will, I've done it. So, uh, honestly, just what you said, I think most aspects of my service, anyway, for my testimony, is me not wanting to do it. I'm sure Nikki has something to say that. Oh, do you know what? I kind of struggled when I was thinking about this. I was Mm. thinking, has there been a time where I've not wanted to? I think... To say when I got saved, I would say it was quite radical. Mm. So I don't know about anyone else, but when you come to Christ, there's, you know, so suddenly and unexpectedly, you know, you you are so thriving for the work of God. Mm. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Someone's like, do this. You're like, yeah, I'm there. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Doing it. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, you're a woman of God. Five years down, <laughs> even now, five years down, I'm still like, Lord, you know. But I did think of one thing. I thought, like, um, I just like paper everywhere. Um, let me see. So... Yeah. You're a woman of God. I'll be honest with you. You, like, <laughs> you said, yeah, you, you wish every, you expect everyone to be like that. But in most cases I've seen regarding church, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. the opposite. Whereas people, they come in and all they want to do is come in. So 
Hey, that's definitely a good trait. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. 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 Praise God for that. Yeah, I think maybe because I'm in such a pioneering setting, sometimes okay. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't have a choice. So that's almost my second nature. But um, again, there's that want to do, there's that heart for God. Um, yeah. But what did I think of? I thought, you know, when it comes down to time, yeah. people yeah. don't really like to spare their time. It's um, true. Like, yeah 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 um and I feel like you know just sacrificing your spare time even for the cause of someone else and you know I believe that does take humility mm. um and it you know it's a beautiful beautiful thing so and um, with that being said I think like to be in a place of humility um it it is definitely essential to um serve others mm. um and I just feel like you know you do you just you just have to be willing to be used you know and to be like right okay god like i'm i'm gonna forget my ideas i'm gonna forget my plans my pride mm. my this my that and i'm gonna serve you you know so sure, i feel like there are times there are times when you're tired you know when you probably can't be asked mm-hmm. but again it's just being like you know what it's, it's not about me yep. and i don't want to seem so righteous but it is honestly it's humility mm. um and you when you have a love for god yeah it just overrides everything i, I feel I, i've not yet experienced yet <laughs> A, a specific instance mm, I don't want to do that but who knows soon come probably but <laughs> not yet uh, you're more you righteous know, than that's me that's amazing <laughs> and I think what you touched on there as well is um basically dying dying to self mm-hmm. and just putting God first I think I think with everything we do as Christians it needs to come from a love for God we know mm-hmm. we don't do anything to win favor with God but out of the love and just the amazingness of Christ, yeah. we want to serve others. So yeah. I think that's really, really good. And I think, do you know what? I wish it was exactly the same for me. There was definitely things that I wanted to do, but there were <laughs> things that I didn't want to do that mm-hmm. I needed to do. I remember early, I was like, oh, okay, by the way, Pastor, I don't mind putting my name down for children's church, but I just want to do evenings, okay? I don't want to do mornings because I don't want to miss morning service. <laughs> and then he was like, he pulled me aside, and I think this was the first time I ever got corrected. He was like, no, if you want to come and serve, you need to give up your whole self. Like, you can't, it's not about what you want to do. It's about mm-hmm. where the need is. And I think that's the most important thing in churches. Where is the need? I think in all of our churches, there is a need for us to do. Mm. There is something that we can do. We might not necessarily be a singer. We might not necessarily have a car. We might mm-hmm. um, not necessarily know how to cook. But mm-hmm. is there cleaning that needs to be done? Those mm. are the things that people don't necessarily want to do, mm. but they need to be done. No, you know? Yeah. And it's literally like it's it's God and God will benefit us and God will bless us. And we should never feel like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that because mm-hmm. it's not about us. It's mm-hmm. a privilege. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the Bible says that. Oh sorry. The Bible says that um <laughs> all of us in first Peter four. 10 it says god has given each of us a gift from his mm-hmm. great variety of spiritual gifts and that we need to use them well to serve one another yeah. and yeah. so like what what does that mean to you guys definitely i think even as you said that like, there's unique giftings that god has given us to be able to like bless other people and and as i said um, at the start that some of it can be gained in christ but a lot of it is actually experiences that we've um, we've had before. I even think of someone like Moses, and you know, see, he led the children of Israel into the wilderness. But you know, little did you know that same wilderness that he was leading them to, he was there for forty years himself. And I think 
it's it's mm. literally just that that truth that you can't lead anywhere that you haven't gone to yourself. And there's certain things oh, that you know many of us have experienced that other people have had no clue about, and we're in a better position to serve them in, in that area. So, like, as I said, from my past, when it came to like discipleship, it's something that I love because in the world I used to teach people to do wrong. So now, when it comes to Christ, that was just my drive. I said I want to get to a certain place where I can teach people about the things of God and bring them to a place where they can, I'm saying, teach others because that's all I've ever done in the world, but it was for, you know, whether it's illegal activities or girls. So now I'm doing it for God. So, like, it's literally the same thing. And, and, and Yeah, it's true. Everyone has a gift, man. Even I think of Romans 12, 6 to 8, and it says that having different gifts according to the grace given to us, let us use them. And if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who mm. leads in, in zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. There's so many different gifts aside from prophecy, words of knowledge, and, and all these things that people elevate. There's practical gifts that we, we all have and we can exercise in different ways. Honestly. So in terms of, I know in the church, we've got different roles between women and men. And mm. I know you touched on being an usher before, but what kind of advice would you give for men wanting to serve? Mm. Or they're all in like, they can, but they have nothing to give. What would you say to them? Yeah, 100%. I think even that question alone saying, you know, men feeling that they want to serve, but they have nothing to give. I do think the person asking that question, they need to understand that you're even the fact you're a man is something to give. Like in our generation, there's yeah. such a lack of masculinity that there's a lack of male figures. And even in, yeah, even in the kingdom and, you know, mm-hmm. I, not in every church, but in, in loads of churches, women outnumber men. And the yeah. fact that if you were to um, embrace your masculinity and, and as, as it says in Corinthians, you know, quit yourself like a man, act like a man, that alone can be a blessing. So whether it's, you know, the, the, the lofty heights of being a preacher, evangelist or, or one of those functions or if it's just you being a man being an example to you know maybe even the single parents that have children being an example to their their sons or you know even just a guide and a support to their daughters it, there's so many positions that a man has that you know a woman just that function just wasn't there for them and like literally i think in my experience like there's so many young children that i've been able to minister to whether it's you know pastor sons who you know they have their dad but they don't have anyone that they can actually relay certain things to, you know, yeah. someone that's just gone just a few years before them. And, and I've always tried to fill that gap in, in, in whenever I see the need. And I do think men, it's a, that's, that's one of the biggest needs and literally yeah. fill it. Praise God. And do you feel like serving for you as well takes you to a deeper kind of relationship and knowledge of God? How would you say it affects your walk with God mm-hmm. when you serve? Yeah, just as you said, I don't think you can really know God without serving his people. And, you know, most because when you serve people, you serve imperfect people, not saying you're most like God. But even Jesus says, you know, when you love your enemies, you become children of the most high God. And and when you when you learn to love people who many times will reject it, who many times will despise it, you learn to you learn how God felt throughout the whole Old Testament, that unrequited love, that one-sided love many times where, you know, you're trying to help someone and they're just rejecting it. And from from my experience, you know, my patience has been exercised in discipleship. My love has been, you know, exercised in just um, even evangelism, the the ability to love people who who maybe spit in your face, but you know you have the gift that can can save their souls, 
that can deliver them. And you're only really going to get that in in real service. Many of the people that we despise and think, oh, I don't really like them. Yeah. If we, you know, we, if we say that, we can actually deny the lessons they're meant to teach us. You know, and whether it's people who, who may be similar to Saul and David, you know, Judas and Jesus, and even when you look at Joseph and his brothers, what men may mean for good, God can turn around. What men may mean for evil, God can turn around for good. And it's just that mentality yeah, to say, like, they're there for a purpose. And if we neglect them, we hate them, we push them away, many times we won't get into the purposes that God has for us. Mm, praise God. I think it's so important, even what you said, that in terms of all of this, yes, we are people, but it's a very spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. And it's God who's here for us. And we don't know what God's doing all the time. And that person who God's telling us to serve might be for a reason. We don't know what they're going through. And so I think it's so important to be led and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because even though we're just being obedient, which God says obviously is better than sacrifice, God's got a bigger plan for it, you know? Mm -hmm. How about you, Nikki? What would you say maybe serving as a woman in church what would you kind of give advice to people who are wanting to serve ladies who are wanting to serve in the church mm -hmm. yeah. or maybe kind of yeah. serve yeah so again um everything that Dan touched on uh, was great um I just feel that um you know before you think as I said before you think of um serving others just make sure that you're serving God first to make sure that you are right with him and um because obviously I've not been in church my whole life but from what I know church can become such a normal thing that um you you begin to um monitor from a place of the flesh rather than of God so you feel like okay I'm doing all of these great and mighty things but actually your heart's quite far from the Lord yeah, you know yeah. so um again there's a quote that says you can't draw from an empty well so I just feel like you know if you are you know, attached to the vine, attached to that river of water that you are able to then overflow into other people. So just make sure that you um, are seeking the Father, obviously, and becoming more and more like him um, uh, as a female, uh, especially um, females or whatever. Just start, start serving at home. Mm -hmm. It might be, you know, or even in your family, know that you're there for them. Sometimes it's just that serve at home serve in your workplace where are you yeah. what can you do for other people because at the end of the day it's not just really about church about the yeah. church obviously primarily but obviously we are called to serve unbelievers as well we are um obviously especially those in christ definitely but um yeah so serve where you are don't feel like oh no what, what can i do do you know what i mean Encourage, share a bit of encouragement you know be that person <laughs> ask how you are maybe the crazy hyper too much one maybe yeah. <laughs> reach out and be like yo bro are you okay sis are you okay and it can be as simple as that being there again time you know give your time to people um and yeah just it can be merely just let let people know that you're there for them honestly you don't have to be again the greatest singer like dance or <laughs> or you know you don't have to be the greatest artist um it helps but you don't honestly, have to be you know yeah. you can you can serve even if it's making teas even if it's making you know food whatever that yeah. you're, you're ultimately yeah. i believe um your lifestyle should be a service anyway but um but yeah it's 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 just learning to live for god ultimately and just knowing that like yes, one thing I that am. keeps me going just knowing that everything i do is unto god anyway 
I'm like, okay, yeah. I want to speak. Okay, but it, it is unto God and he helps us. Um, just say, just seek God. Oh, I know amen. it sounds cliche, but if you want to serve, you need a servant's heart. Yeah. And, you know, and when you were speaking at the beginning part, it just made me think that you're right. Sometimes service can become a distraction. If we look at the story of Mary and Martha and we see the sisters and one is sat at Jesus's mm-hmm. feet, this is a very common story and others is going around mm-hmm. getting everything together. And it says, do you know what Mary has chosen the good thing mm-hmm. that she sat at Jesus's feet. Mm-hmm. And I think, do you know what? It's true. We can serve. Yeah. I remember yeah. kind of being like, oh, okay, I do the Instagram for church and I do this and I do that. And I remember just feeling so overwhelmed by everything. And I said, I'm at church all the time. I'm at outreach all of the time, which is great. These are good things. Mm. I'm driving people. I'm counselling people or the ladies in church, Mm. which is great. But Mm. it's like um, a candle. I'm burning out, but yet I'm not filling myself back up. And I think as you've touched on it, it's so important for everyone. Like service Mm. is great and it's good, Mm. but we can't win favour with God. We need to check the heart that we save like that we serve from yeah and I do think yeah being close to God is literally everything um so in just terms of takeaway like I really wanted these podcasts to obviously help edify people who are within the church but also be for someone who maybe who doesn't know Christ yet and maybe wants to feel a sense of belonging to feel like they can be a part of something and just needs to get saved really so in terms of the takeaway what would what would you say to maybe someone who's in church and someone who's not in church so um yeah regarding the takeaways one of the things I'll say just for someone in church is to serve for the right reasons because I think the longer you serve the easier it is to forget the reason why you started and just remaining humble, remaining focused, remaining broken and literally killing your ego because it gets to a point where, you know, your ego just wants to do the stuff that gets the fame, the attention, the glory. But, you know, service is all about giving glory unto God and many times putting your time towards things that won't often produce instant fruit, you know, the things that many people don't see, the things that only God is going to, you know, notice at times. And yes, amen. be willing to just continue sowing. You may be burnt by people. You may not see what you want to see. But as Galatians 6.9 says, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you do not lose hearts. And that's my mentality amen. towards um, those in church. I think one other thing as well is, is the critic element. Because whatever you do, you're always going to get critics. Whether it's hatred for um, from the world or even in church. And it's, it's never amen. the critic that counts. As Roosevelt says, nor the man who points out where the strong man stumbles, where the doer deed could have done them better. But it's always, you know, the credit always belongs to the sum, to the person actually serving. Always coming with that knowledge, Dan. <laughs> you could tell you read a lot. Yeah, no, I read a lot still. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, and obviously if you're not saved, listen, God has a specific position for your task. Literally do what, you, you know, come into the body and, and God could literally use your life, your life and come. Mm. Amen. Amen. Perfect. You know, that is, I know this is definitely going to edify people, especially when you come with that scripture, you know, I think I would say as well, I'm just going to um, read a bit from First Peter 4, 9. Um, it says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And I know we've spoken a lot in terms of um, 
serving but what I like about this verse it just says cheerfully I'm saying you know when you serve serve with a good heart you know God loves the cheerful giver and God sees our heart and it's not about the things that we do we shouldn't be making people feel uncomfortable but I think being a Christian for me is about loving God and loving people so just love people and out of your love for people let that service come out of your love for God and God's people let that service come mm-hmm. and for those who aren't in church I would say do you know what you've got loads of people at your local church your local good church who want to serve you who want to help you and who want you to kind of know Jesus and know him for yourself like Jesus died on the cross for you and for your Mm -hmm. sins and we need him and there's no if no buts about it I could sugarcoat Mm -hmm. it in any other way but it's not going to help you what's Mm going to help you if you give your life to Christ basically um Nikki Again, I mean, Colossians at 3.23, basically um, is speaking, well, it's basically speaking to the Christian household, but obviously we can use it, you know, practical. Um, It says, whatever we do, do it all for the glory of God. Um, Ultimately, everything we do is unto God. And I I believe Jesus said, um, and if you, and if you give even a cup of cold water to one of uh, one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Um, it is about glorifying God Amen. anyway, and you know about the body of Christ, the bride of Christ being um, edified. Um, and I, and ultimately, it's for God's kingdom to be fervent. Um, so I would just say, like it also says, I'm trying to find this. Like if we don't grow weary, like someone said, of doing good, like we will actually uh, reap yes, harvest. Amen. So we will actually to be re- rewarded, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So again, I would say, don't lose heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't lose heart. Um. Sleep well. <laughs> amen. <laughs> um. And yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Just just don't lose heart. I think that's as simple as it goes. Because yeah. again, we can grow weary. But just don't, don't go weary, weary of doing good. And just remember to rest, it's okay to rest. Amen, amen, literally, the faithful will be rewarded. All right, so guys, that's been a nice quick one and we're coming to the end of it now. I just really want to say thank you to you both for coming on. This is literally, and it's been great. Um, Dan, have you got any new things coming out? Do you want to give yourself a little shout out? Dance. <laughs> Hello. So can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now, Dance. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I haven't Dance got um, anything <laughs> planned out like that. I'm, I'm more spontaneous with it. I'm just praying. But, you know, I say follow me, then, you know, if I've got something, you'll find out instantly. Okay, so how can we follow you? What's your platform? So, yeah, so my Instagram is dans.at. And you can find me on Spotify, on and all digital platforms, really, even SoundCloud. If you just type in Dan, D-A-N-D-Z, my music will just come up. So, yeah, be blessed. Give him a follow, won't you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at underscore Nikki dot R. Um, and, yeah, that's about it for the socials for me. Um, but, yeah. Um, Dan's, if you wanted to uh, close us off in prayer... Yes, I will. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this podcast. I pray that it bless many regarding serving. I pray you will strengthen the believer. 
those that feel weary, you give them the ability to continue. The unbeliever, God, that they can understand that they have a place in your kingdom. And I'm praying that your word, Father, will not return void, but it will accomplish everything you set out to do. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Amen.